Hello again and welcome to Infinite Transcendence. Today I want to talk about the importance of money. This is Infinite Transcendence. And when I talk about money, I'm not talking about like making money and saving and I've talked about all that before. I mean money itself. Like what is the purpose of money? Like the dollar bill you hold in your hand. Actually, I have a dollar. I never usually carry money on me anymore. <laughs> but I happen to have a five on me. I just happen to have one left over. I never ever carry cash. But a five. So what's the purpose of this? Why does this exist? What is it for? Why do we use it? You know, it may seem like a stupid question or kind of dumb, but there is a good reason that money exists. So essentially what money is, is it allow in a long term story short, it allows you to barter quicker in a quicker way. Basically, you're bartering when you want something, you trade something, you barter. You you know, you want something. Let's say I have I have a PSP. You know, here's a PSP, look at it, it's pretty cool. I want a phone, I have a, I'm recording, or I want a navigation, so I have a navigation system here, or something like that, or I want a watch, here's a watch, you know, what would I do in the past, I find a person who has what I want, a watch, I give them what they want, a PSP, and they trade it, and we both, if we both like what we're both getting, we're both happy, simple, right? The problem comes in with the call, it's called the double coincidence of wants. Let's say I have a PSP and this person and I want a watch, but let's say the person who wants a watch doesn't want a PSP. Let's say they want a new leather wallet or something. So what I got to do now is got to find a person who has a wallet, who wants my PSP, give it to them, get the wallet, get the watch or or trade some other way. So basically adds a lot of barriers and a lot of hassle when it comes to getting what you want. It, that's why it's called the double coincidence of once. It slows down trade. It slows down the economy. It slows down how quickly people can get what they want and, and provide value in the economy. It also makes it slow when it comes to producing and consuming things. Who wants what? How much of something you should store? Something, things can happen. Things could expire. You know, it just adds a lot of hassle when it comes to trading and uh, barter in general. What money does, or currency, then it is really currency, not money. It's a medium exchange that allows me to now, let's say I want your watch. I can just say, here, I give you $5 for your watch or $50 or $100. And you say, okay, I give, the, I give, the, give the money, you give me the watch. I can buy a PSP. I can buy a wallet. I can buy a car. I can buy a house. buy pretty much anything with it. It's money. It's a universal, pretty much universal exchange. And it speeds up getting what I want. Now, that's the value of money. It speeds up barter. Now, the downside of having money, money is one of the best inventions we have. It basically creates the, the current economy. We use lots of things as, as money. Actually, this is more like a currency. It's more of a, like a form of fiat money. Uh, fiat means authoritative decree. It's the government, the government sets the interest rates, the prices of the dollar, the value of it. That's what we have now. Now, in terms of storing value of wealth, we've had gold. People have used salt in the past. And if you notice the coins have edges on them as it goes in the past. The uh, rulers would shave off the coins, which was inflation. They would try to devalue the currency by shaving the coins and making it seem there was more money than there's worth, which made each person poor. So they put coins on the, they put edges on the coins, which have nowadays just inflation. So the government basically just prints the money. They monetize the debt by the Federal Reserve, which makes things, which makes the value of each dollar go down now. Yeah, I'm sure you have a grandfather, grandparent. You probably heard them say, well, back in the day, this cost this. I, I can tell you myself, I'm not even that old. But I remember when I was a kid, a candy bar was like a basic Hershey bar was 25 cents. 25 cents? 
Yes, 25 cents. I could buy a candy bar for a quarter. Now, and then when most of my life is, is about 50 cents when I was a teenager through most of my life. And now I see a bunch of stores like usually 75 cents if you walk in and get a candy bar in most stores. So it's definitely it's steadily gone up and up. So basically what this means is the government makes you poor. The more you have to increase the price. I've had to increase the price of my own services and things over time. It's because the cost of living has gone up so much that your what you buy with each dollar becomes less less and less how does this happen well the government promises people things people vote for things and then the government promises that they either have to tax it borrow it or inflate it they can't they can only tax so much because usually generally people who are taxed on the upper incomes but eventually they you can't tax them forever because they it hurts the ability to create jobs if you tax if you borrow you got to pay it back with interest so what they do is they just inflate and a lot of people don't realize this and generally the poorest people who have the least amount of money don't realize that their each dollar they have buys less and less so it's harder and harder for people to get by once you combine that with the uh low a lot of the unemployment and the ability to find good quality jobs and jobs going overseas and lots of other things it creates a lot of pressure and problems on people that lowers their standard of living and when people had this happen they turn to the government for more help and the government passes more laws and then you get a continuous cycle of the same thing until it you know bankrupts we're a lot of debt now we have a lot of money being printed and that's what basically happens so that's what money is and the value of money uh, that's why we have money as a medium of exchange it, it expedites barter um you can always exchange some things you can do uh, as a hedge Maybe you could start, you may not spend money on everything. You can always try to barter certain things or barter services for certain things. Maybe not everything because that would be too slow or do more things yourself or find find a professional. Like a lot of times people will find an accountant and they'll pr provide a service for the accountant. The accountant, you know, gives them accounting services. People do things like that because it's easy and the government can't really deal with it. The government can't track it and trace it as easily. And it's just, uh, it's just more a simple way to get things done. I mean, you're bartering. It's, good. it's a good thing people barter on the internet. You can, you can barter. I know on Craigslist they have some bartering, if I'm not mistaken. I think I've seen it before. But you can try things like that. See what happens. Uh, certain communities have a lot of bartering. But, you know, money's good. There's nothing wrong with it. It's great to have. You just got to understand the game as it's played and make the most out of it. Uh, most people don't. They just try to save or spend all of it. We have a debtor society, but most people don't manage their money at all. They just spend it or some try to save it, but then it loses value. So you got to play the game, play the game to win the best you can. Like I always say, create your own unfair advantage. And let me know what you think about that. Do you understand what money's about? Do you have any questions, concerns, opinions to throw in? As always, let me know, like, subscribe, and transcend infinitely. Keep watching and listening. See you next time and transcend infinitely.